Welcome to Breaking the Underdog Curse for Chiropractors. I'm your host, Dr. Don McDonald, author of the best-selling book, The Underdog Curse. We give vitalistic chiropractors a chance to learn from the best around the world, discovering how they overcame their challenges and achieved success. In order for chiropractic to thrive, we must have thriving chiropractors. Now listen up, it's time to crush the curse. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Breaking the Underdog Curse for Chiropractors. This is Dr. Don McDonald, your host, and uh, I get to head back down to Australia, to uh, Perth, Australia. Uh, we were down there um, this last uh, September, and we had our, our Vitality Shift program down there, and Dr. Craig and Kath were the most amazing hosts we've ever had in the history of the world, and he was the very first guest we ever had on the podcast. So um, I'm not going to go a bunch into his backstory because all you need to go back is to like episode one. And if you go back to episode one, you can hear about his crazy story. But um, but we wanted to kind of dig a little bit deeper with Dr. Craig. Uh, so I wanted to get him back on the podcast. So welcome to the podcast, sir. G'day, Don. G'day, everyone who's listening. Great to be on. I thought I thought you ditched me, man. I thought you're like I'd stuffed up and you're going, ah, that's it, never again. But I'm glad to be back. No, I was just trying to make you feel bad about yourself. And then, uh, and then right at the end, I was like, okay, no, we got to get him back. No. <laughs> All good. All good. The funny thing about Perth, though, to Edmonton is it's exactly on the other end of the earth. So we have like a two-hour window in the morning and a couple-hour window at night to be able to talk when we're still one of us is awake. That, that's, the, that's the challenge of, of hooking up times in Perth because it's <laughs> when we were there for a week, it took me forever to get back on our scheduled time because it was exact. It's like the almost exact opposite. It's on the exact exactly. other side of the earth. Exactly on the opposite side of the world. Now, the question I have for you, Don, is I've got a wine in my hand and it's nine o'clock at night. Why do you have a wine in your hand at seven o'clock in the morning? <laughs> no, no, this is a coffee. This is a coffee. We're not getting carried uh, well Plus, it's my day off today. So even if I did, I could. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Okay. So first thing we got to get to, what's going on in Australia? Give us an update because I, I know there's lots of like myths going around the internet and all that kind of stuff. And, and I said, hey, why don't we find out from the people that are actually going through it, what actually happened? Yeah. Well, uh, it's been a little bit interesting down here, I must admit, Don. Um, I think it goes back to maybe if I give people a rundown on how restrictive the rules are in Australia and and work from there. So um, as an example, in Australia, there is no, we can't, as chiropractors use anything like testimonies, we can't, um, we can't advertise as such uh, without having some peer-reviewed journal published as well. Um, with, you know, uh, a few years ago, there was a, um, I suppose a, uh, a group of uh, people here in Australia that sought out uh, and trolled a lot of chiropractors here, looked at their websites. Uh, effectively, what they did, to give an example, is any time we use the word safe on our website, so saying something simple like, you know, chiropractic is a safe, uh, safe uh, it's basically safe in any sort of capacity. Um, they basically complained against us. Uh, I personally received, I think it was about 27 complaints about my website um, and 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 it was quite interesting in that it, like when we looked at it we were quite ignorant oh sorry um, of, of the, the bigger picture we had a website set up to help the people that we we're already seeing in our practice almost seeing using it as a resource for existing patients 
Yeah. Um, however, these particular individuals saw it as a way of advertising. Um, and, you know, look, it, it, made, it certainly made chiropractors grow up in Australia, become a little bit less ignorant about these things. So, so as I said, so we can't use testimonies. Um, we can't advertise. Um, so uh, it's very restrictive in the way we do it. But it's not just chiropractors. Actually, health practitioners in general in Australia right. are all under the same rules and regulations. So it's not like the local medical doctor can go out and advertise um, all those sorts of things. Yeah. It's every profession. So podiatrists, physiotherapists, medical doctors, dentists, yeah. um, you name it in the health profession. So it's the same thing. Now, the biggest issue has been in and around advertising. And in more recent uh, times, and this is probably getting more towards the context of what's just happened here in Australia, I'll not name names, but yeah. there was That's a particular... Good particular chiropractor who, um, from my understanding, but I believe this is quite accurate, um, uh, had got a video of him uh, assessing a child, a, a paediatric patient, um, uh, did the, he did the, um, inverted the baby upside down, holding on to the limbs, um, and then proceeded to use activator uh, on the baby. Now, I believe the baby was completely fine. I believe the mum and dad or the parents were completely fine with that. Um, I believe also that the chiropractor in the end actually was the one that put that to Facebook. And that's when everything went pear-shaped. So mm -hmm. what then happened, uh, that got into the wrong hands and someone made a complaint. The health minister looked at this thing. I don't believe she's ever seen a chiropractor before. The health minister for um, Australia, so she looked at it and said, that's absolutely horrible. Um, the AMA jumped on it, said that there's absolute, you know, this is the quote I'm gonna say, there is absolutely no evidence that supports chiropractic uh, in the pediatric population. And absolutely, Don, is a very big word, a mm -hmm. very big word. It is a big but word. They said that and they also proceeded to say it is exceptionally dangerous what they're doing. So then the uh, health minister decided that that's it, enough's enough. So she goes back to the chiropractic registration board, which oversees every registered chiropractor in Australia. Uh, somewhere in their meeting, they decided that even though there is absolutely, I'm not actually, I'll take that back, exceptionally rare cases of um, the pediatric population possibly being injured by the chiropractic profession mm -hmm. over the last 40 years, that even though that's exceptionally, exceptionally rare, that for the time being, there's gonna be an investigation done over the next few months, uh, led by the health minister, into the safety of chiropractic for kids, that until that's cleared, Chiropractors in Australia are no longer allowed to do spinal manipulation on kids under the age of two. So we can still see children under the age of two, but not use high velocity, low amplitude um, spinal manipulation on kids. Now, the wording of that policy is uniquely vague. Yeah, totally. For any chiropractor here in Australia, um, it, it, it sort of there's still uh, question marks around. Well, can we use modified activator? Can we use 
um, uh, gentle drop piece? Can we do these other things? Because technically they're high velocity, low amplitude uh, forces. Uh, but what the main thing is we're not allowed to push it past the physiological um, end of the range of the joint. Mm -hmm. um, and so the challenge is, Don, that uh, if I may, there seems to be no body, there seems to be no smoking gun, there's no witnesses, there's no complainants. However, apparently there's a case there's to a be problem. answered to and we are guilty until we prove ourselves innocent. So I, I always say it's only in chiropractic where no one got hurt. Someone they probably even got better, like like they're happy under under care and uh, and everything's good. And then there's a problem. <laughs> and and the clear breach was the in the advertising breach. So that's that's. Yeah. And I'm no I'm no expert in it. I ha I have been someone who's experienced this before. Um, mm -hmm. And the the breach was you know what. The, the question asked is, would a medical doctor take video of uh, them seeing a particular uh, patient in their rooms? And if the answer is no, then you probably, you know what, we probably shouldn't do that either. Totally. That's, that's effectively, we've got, we've got to take that same rule, which is the same for every profession and apply it equally along the profession. So I know we as chiropractors bang on about restriction of trade and, and all of these sorts of things, but it's not just us. It, it, like I, I certainly don't enjoy the restriction uh, mm -hmm. here. Um, but at least it's, it's a level playing field though, right? It's a level playing field, uh, yeah, it, it, to a degree. There is a to a degree. Um, you know, we see plastic surgeons showing before and afters. That's not something we can do in our practice, but seemingly they can do it. Dentists can do it with their, you know, teeth straightening as yeah. well. But that's, you know, that's it. If we, uh, if we overly promote, you know, that maybe let's say uh, scolio a simple scoliosis assessment for children, one of the risks we run is that someone will say, well, hang on, you're promoting a, um, a regulated health care uh, uh, profession above and beyond what you should be. So it's kind of like it's a, it's a tricky, tricky thing. And unfortunately, the thing about chiropractors, which is different to the other um, professions, is that we've got a lot of people watching us. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people watching us. And uh, certainly on behalf of Spinal Research, I've sent a, uh, a, a letter to the uh, Chiropractic Board of Australia uh, Stating my concerns about their action, I believe that their action in this case was not justified based on the facts, but more towards the um, uh, the pressure from you know, from from the public and the health minister. Um, and I do solemnly uh, hold concerns that the action of them doing this uh, will maybe even sway the investigation going forward. Mm -hmm. uh, the the registration board has actually said, "Hey." Um, maybe there is something here. Maybe there is something in it. Which, when you look at the evidence, it doesn't. It doesn't exist. Right. Not when you look at the context that children, when they come into our practice, and you, I know you see a lot of kids, Don. But you know, most people come to see our practice. Now, I see, say, thirty-six percent of the patients I see in practice are kids. I would yeah. say under the age of twelve. I don't tout myself as a, a pediatric chiropractor. However. Mm -hmm. um, majority of those guys come in because we're the last resort. Totally. We are the last resort. You know, yeah, they've, they've gone down the medical uh, route and, 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 you know, for various reasons it didn't work for them. And so they're looking for another option. And so what now is happening, there's a threat of, well, maybe this thing is that 
um, you know, the, the ability for kids to see chiropractors be, is taken away. And so that no longer is there. So we firmly believe that even if you don't take your child to a chiropractor, we actually think that, you know what, you need, you want that opportunity, that, that choice at least. 100%. So, um, cause that, that's, that's pretty much what happens. And geez, the upheaval that we're seeing in the practice is unbelievable. I myself saw a chiropractor when I was a kid. If I, if I hadn't, I wouldn't be a chiropractor now. Yeah, I know. Like, hands down. Like it's, uh, you know, like I know you similar experience, you know? So yeah. it's, um, so I'm thinking I might move. Uh, <laughs> Well, don't until move talking here. to you, I thought Canada was good, but no, uh, don't move here. Well, again, and again, we're 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 now we are becoming more elite. And again, so I just want to clear it up too. There has been rumblings in the leadership of of our profession that that Australia kind of they kind of uh, were just um, almost deserve this because they weren't regulating themselves very very good, and so we can throw that out the window because you were regulated way better. <laughs> even harder than we've ever been. Like we, we recently now have a forbidden list. So, and we have bots that are going to be going through all our websites looking for anything like, like colic or like any of those conditions. Um, they have the forbidden list that will be searching through our websites. And every time they find anything, they're going to be putting, they'll be putting yeah. a char charge against you for advertising infringements. And, um, and you guys were doing that way before. So you guys were actually regulated harder than us. And I think, yeah. Sometimes in chiropractic, and again, I think this is this was happening. Instead of dealing with something on an individual basis when one thing happens, now they just go and they just change all the rules and blanket the whole profession, right? Rather than dealing with the individual cases. Absolutely, and like, like it's it's it's. I mean, a few years ago in Australia, so what would happen? Uh, we went from a state by state registration to a, a, a national registration. So before that happened. Um, if I like, I'm in Western Australia. So if I wanted to work in Queensland, I had to get registered in the Queensland state. And 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 you know, in New South Wales, you weren't allowed in New South Wales to use the term doctor. Um, but here in Western Australia, you were because in Western Australia, we were the first state in Australia to become registered chiropractors. That was in 19, I think, 65. Wow. So we were the very first state um, mm -hmm. to have that. And so when they nationalised it, they went under this this national program there were these guidelines put out now I, I find this amusing if not ridiculous but they, they set out to all the chiropractors a um a draft of the guidelines and like i don't know about you don but if you're looking at maybe let's say you got a new car and you and the guidelines are kind of like the instructions to have a good driving experience you need to have the tires pumped up and fuel in the car and this is how you do it all this kind of stuff so this is like almost best practice right Right. So I was thinking, oh, Ripper, we're going to see, you know, going to look at this amazing document and it's going to say, okay, for you to be the best chiropractor you can, you need to do this, make sure you explain things ahead of time, um, you know, deliver well before you, you said you would, um, give, you know, give them informed consent, all these sorts of things, right? Yeah. But no, what actually was is kind of like this, and I think given what you've just told me about um, Canada, is it said, okay, whatever you do, don't do this. That's, that's literally, it was a list. It was a list of don't yeah. do this, don't do and that. This, and that, this. and this, and this, and this, and that. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, because almost like, so out on the periphery, that's what you definitely can't do. But there was this grayness, this in the middle where, they, where you kind of had to find your own way. Yeah. Um, whereas they could, have, they could have said, you know what, do the best job you can. And then as, as problems came up, they could have very easily said, well, well, did you do the best job you can? No, you didn't. Well, there you go. Now you're going to pay a fine. Well, that's effectively what they could have done. 
anyway, that's um, that's hot, you know, hindsight and all that kind of stuff. But it's the the reality we find ourselves in now, Don. Right, and then you know what that'll um, that'll make us stronger. So who knows, right? We, we, I know in Canada it's helped pull a lot of us together, and hopefully in Australia it's pulling a lot of chiropractors together again. Hopefully, absolutely. And and with that being said, crisis is when change occurs. Yeah. So it, it it takes us out of our comfort zones and throws us into doing stuff that we've never done before, and that's when we find our growth. And even with, I can even see it within the practice that we have is the the people with the when when we say to them, hey, you know what, chiropractic may not be available to you or your children uh, if this goes forward, and then to see them have that taken away and get them really fired up, that's yeah. something that. Well, that's something the, to behold. It's because, actually, yeah, because the change comes from the people, right? So at the end of the day, they don't. They, the government wouldn't care really anything. They never care about chiropractic, but they but they will care about the people, right? So absolutely. And so far, that they they believe the stats show that around. I think there was something set put out about maybe thirty thousand um, kids a week see chiropractors here in Australia. The last look at the uh, petition that we've seen through the change.org shows that it's up around 37,000 people on that list and it's growing uh, exponentially as we speak. Like last week, like literally last week, it was maybe 5,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so already we're seeing more on that petition than per week kids get adjusted or checked uh, where they need and adjusted. Well, well, we can see that thing just spiraling through Facebook, right? People are just sharing it like crazy. Yeah. So that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, okay. it's, 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 it's wonderful. So as we said, because we're, we're, we're going to focus on the solutions, right? We, we do have the problems and we can complain about it for a bit, but then we're going to get right back on our horse and, and come up with solutions. So um, I want to talk to a little bit today about uh, generating referrals in your practice. And the best place to go to find out how to generate referrals in your practice is to the most regulated country in the world. So I thought, hey, why don't we just find <laughs> out from Dr. Craig and, and well regulated, by the way, leadership Canada. Yeah. But um Tell us a little bit about um, referrals because I know you have a program that you, you that you help chiropractors um, generate referrals and maybe you can just talk a little bit about your idea behind generating referrals and a couple of tactics that yeah. chiropractors out there can use. Oh, absolutely. So, so look, I've seen in so uh, just a background. So, uh, I I have a we have a coaching program called Chiropractic Flight School, um, and um, and if you want to look at us website, I'm sure you'll. Make that available, Don. Um, just say, just uh, tell us the uh, website address. Just tell us. So it's, it's chiropracticflightschool.com.au. Okay. And you can find us there. We've got a, a mix of online programs, but also we do coaching as well. But effectively, because we are so regulated and so restricted in what we can do in Australia, um, referrals are literally the only way you can actually make it. And, and I, I thought, you know what? Uh, I see a lot of people going to the fast approach, the, the quick fixes, the uh, let's pay for some Facebook advertising and things. And like over here, we just can't do that stuff. And if you do it, it's kind of really risky, borderline risky. And, you know, it's like the, yeah, it's just, you just don't want to do it. Um, and then to be, to be quite fair, we said, okay, maybe we'll try that at one stage. And even we tried that. And you know what? We spent so much money. Just we thought we'd give it a three-month go. I wish we'd pulled out after the first month because not only was it appalling the 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 um, the people coming into the practice, like the number of people coming into the practice, the quality of people coming into the practice wasn't there. So perfect example: if you have someone coming into your practice 
and it's come out of, off a Google search and they've typed in back pain um, Edmonton. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they pop in. There's no, they, they, they just want to get rid of their neck pain. That's that literally it. And that's not, a, not necessarily a bad thing, but there's no one that sent them in. They don't understand what they're getting into. So there's a lot of hard work and energy from our point of view as chiropractors to, I suppose, um, meet where they're at and then maybe offer an alternative solution to the one that they may have had in their first place where they just, I just want to get rid of neck pain as opposed to, wow, I didn't realise my health was associated with uh, proper spinal function and, and uh, having a good lifestyle, right? So right. Well, who, would have, who would have guessed that? So the workaround is this, is I really, really realise I love referrals. I love that feeling when someone comes in and they say, hey, uh, Betty sent me in. She said, you're the absolute person I need to see and I feel like I need to be here. And that feeling, firstly, of appreciation and gratitude is always humbling for me. Um, but then I also know that the person who just told me that is like nine-tenths of the way in it, there anyway. Their, their friends put a lot of faith in me to, to help this person. So, so it goes a long way. There's this, that credibility that you have that you don't have with the people online. So, so we developed the program, the, um, uh, the Art of Inspiring Referrals. Mm. Um, it, interestingly, original, the original one was um, I, was, uh, I got asked to do a teaching gig in uh, NZCC in New Zealand, which yeah. is a, a long way from here. And I said to Kath, uh, my wife, I said, shit, I'm going um, to pay for my flight there somehow. Maybe I'll just do a, like a little workshop or something. And so um, I asked Simon Kelly if I could have a lend of his practice. He said, yeah, yeah, no worries. Would he go for it? So literally in about two hours, I wrote up this. Oh, sorry. No, before that, I, I posted a question in a forum saying, what would you like to learn about? Like getting referrals, how to do a report. And all like I listed 20 things. And within like five minutes, bloody 90% of the, um, uh, the feedback was, oh, I want to be able to inspire referrals. And I, and I think inspiring referrals is different to asking for the referrals. 100%. Asking for referrals sounds the dodgiest thing you've ever heard of, right? It's like the cre like, creepy car salesman. <laughs> it is. It's like if someone says to you, trust me, that's the very first thing you do is you don't trust them, right? Yeah. So, so we, did this, we, we did this workshop and, and it was just all, you know, the 20 years of practice and you know, studying a lot of psychology and all this sort of stuff. And, I mean, we had a great time. So we we then since have grown it. So it's like a half day, um, uh, day and with teams and stuff because there's different things that people can do to to inspire referrals. And then um, and and looked realistically, we're probably going to actually have expand the online module a bit more too now. So mm. um, so, but it's it's good fun. Um, uh, I know you're sort of wanting me to sort of share a couple of little tips, I suppose, about how to inspire referrals even in a very restrictive um, environment, environment. <laughs> and and I guess um, there's the, the very first thing I would suggest is that um, you firstly need to identify or firstly meet their needs I think you know if someone comes in to see us with let's say low back pain and let's just assume that you know ultimately you're wanting to improve the function of their spine and their general health over a period of time. Um, 
there's no use trying to get them refer until their back pain is at least to the point where they're satisfied it's going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. If someone's in pain, they're not listening to about what's going on everywhere else. They just want themselves sorted. Right. So the, it comes back to that old age old business thing. If you, if you're going to give them a recommendation, maybe add, I would suggest add 10% to the time that you expect them to take to get to these certain stages, yeah. but deliver it sooner. Under promise and over serve. Under promise, over deliver, over, yeah, over serve, over deliver. Mm-hmm. And get them to the point where they're actually out of exchange, where they feel that they're getting way more bang for their buck than they ever anticipated. Mm-hmm. And when someone's out of exchange, they're looking to equalize that exchange with you. The only way they can do it is to get other people to come and experience it. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about that is if they refer someone, so let's say um, this could be anything, Don. Let's say you had a, talked about cars before. You, you had a good experience at a car yard getting your car, mm-hmm. right? And, you, and like every other car yard you went to as dodgy as, yeah. but this one, you know, they made you the coffee, they... They, they said they'd call you at the time. They called you. They got the car in sooner than what you thought. They got the tint, glass tinted exactly right. They threw in some extra mats. You know, they did all of this stuff and, yeah. and you're just going, wow, this is just awesome. And then you're going, shit, I really hope Brandy, Randy should go here to get her next car because I want her to have a good experience. And the way psychology works is if you send Brandy to have that exact same good experience, then you know what? In Brandy's eyes, not that this is as all possible, but in Brandy's eyes, you will go up in your social standing. Right. So if, if you give a good referral, you'll actually be always associated with, oh, Don, thank God you sent me to that car yard. That was the best experience ever. Right. Um, and every time she talks about the car, oh, that's the car yard that Don sent me to, right? Totally. You see how this is? adding to your social status with your group of friends. Yeah. Now let's flip that around. Now let's flip that around on. If you refer to someone bad or. (laughs) Let's say you refer to someone and they fall short. They fall short of this amazing experience you've promised. Guess what? You become that turkey that sent you to that dodgy (laughs) car yard and you come down in that social standing. So there's a couple of things about referrals in practice. Number one. You've got to be consistent with your systems. Yeah. You've got to be consistent. If you offer, um, let's say someone uh, wants to come in for a checkup, if you offer a complimentary assessment for people referred in by existing family members, you have to do that every single time, no matter what. Mm-hmm. If you offer a 50% discount for you know, existing people to refer others, then that's what you need to do every single time, no matter what. Because if they're grey about what is on offer, they're not going to sell. Mm-hmm. So clarity, clarity is not. If the clarity isn't there, they're not going to refer in. Um, so, the, so what that does is that consistency adds to the trust. And when you have trust and you fulfil that, and the people are getting what they want, then it's a case of almost teaching them, training them how to refer. Mm-hmm. So there's some people that we have in practice who are natural referrers. Like they are absolutely gangbusters. I swear to God that people listening will have, you can think of probably five people right now that have yep. probably sent in about 20 or more people. 
totally. maybe even a yeah. hundred, right? Yeah. Now we call those mavens. Mm. Okay. And these are people who are highly influential with the circles that they keep. They're usually in different circles. They're usually women, Don. They're usually women. Yeah. They're usually part of the mother's groups. They're part of the school councils. They're part of, the, you know what? They're usually involved in some kind of um, uh, uh, juice plus or freaking uh, isogenics or, Great. you know, like something like that because they're natural social people. And they're, and they're drawn towards health. Hey, yeah. Absolutely. And, and, but then it's not, it's not a push for them. It's not a struggle mm -hmm. for them to be sharers. So, so we, we do this process called um, setting the mavens on fire. Okay. Yes. That's so good. Perfect example. Perfect example this week. So we identify the mavens and this is what I'd recommend is to write down who, who it is, who are these people that just love what you do and they tell everyone about you. So then you do your normal visit. You do your normal visit. So you, 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 know, you check them, talk to them. But at the very end, we always say, if you're going to do this, we call it talky talk. If you're going to do talky talk, do it at the very end. Yeah. Because, well, why? Because we always remember the last thing people say. So at the very end, even this week, this is what I've been doing with all this stuff with the kids and, oh, my God. So what we say is, Betty, um, I'm not sure if you know this, but I know we see your kids and you've seen a lot of kids in to see us yeah, over the years, um, but there's actually a real threat now that that's going to be taken away from us. How do you feel about that? Like you, you, to not be able to, to um, send any kids to see a chiropractor that people in the future can't, it won't even be an option for them to send their kid to a chiropractor. How do you feel about that? And Betty will literally just ignite. You just actually see her <laughs> just just light up. <laughs> so I've adjusted it. We've done everything we normally do, but yeah. what we do is we ignite her. Yeah. And she's like, oh, Dad, that's no, you can't do that. That's <laughs> bullshit. That's rubbish. What can we do? And I said, well, geez, if you, knowing what you know, Betty, and, the circles you go in, what would you suggest we need to do? Like, what do you think we need to do? She said, that's it. We're having a meeting and we're doing this stuff and we're going to get the politicians out. We're going to do this and all this. Like, this is what happens, right? Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then you say, Betty, is there anything I can do to help? No, no, I've got it. I'll, I'll go and sort it out. I might need you to turn up and do one of those, uh, those health talk things. But we'll sort this out, right? <laughs> so then, so what I've done, we've ignited her. And she's really fired up. And then we just open the door and we just let her walk out. And we know the next five people she talks to will be all about how unfair it is that people should be seeing chiropractors. We call it, so basically it's like igniting these people. Uh, and here in Australia, we've got like bushfires at the moment, you know, being summer. Yeah. And if you have, you might maybe imagine lighting a tail of a, of a, of a kangaroo say, and not that we would do it. No, it's just a figurative no, no. speech. Yeah, no, and that no, no, kangaroo no. just runs through the dry bush. Then of course it ignites everything around it. So that's what in fact happens with those mavens where, yeah, it's fun. It is really fun to do that, but you've got to do it the last thing. If you do it the first thing, I'll oh, forget about it by the time you finish your adjustment. The yeah. last thing always lasts. So that's one of, we've got like about 50 little tips there. Yeah, well, give me a give me a five minute tip. A five what minute tip. You know what? The most, the most, uh, how can I say, Emmett? The most frustrating thing I see, hands down, and I've done this presentation now a few times, and I've had people thirty years in tell me, "Oh crap, that was me." Right? Okay. This is the most frustrating thing, is where there's a referral there that's inspired, and the chiropractor 
fails to act on it. Right. So perfect example is we have these uh, posters in our room, lovely looking autonomic nervous systems there, Don, by the way. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> little, bit, little plug. Great you can share that too. Share that too. <laughs> so they're available online. We ship them out all around the world. They're going off. They're great. But basically think of the old Parker posters, but just actually uh, this year, not 1960s, right? So it's right. beautiful looking things. Goes anywhere. But anyway, when you walk into a room, um, uh, we work out of rooms. We're not open plan, but we walk into a room and nine times out of 10, we've only got two, two charts in the wall. One is the spinal nerves and one is the autonomic nervous system. Nine times out of 10, they're looking at the autonomic nervous system. And here's what we say, what do you see there? And they go, whatever they see, they, if they're looking at the bowel, and usually it's like, oh, is that where, does the bowel attach to your lower back? Like that's their question that they're asking you. And then you have, get to have a conversation about that. Mm -hmm. uh, or they, if they're looking at the heart, they're looking at the lungs, they're looking at the sinuses, they're looking at the cerebellum. What doesn't matter. Whatever they're looking at, that's what's important. And yeah. then it sparks a conversation. Mm -hmm. So that's and, and then usually what happens if they're asking about the bowel, there is either a concern for themselves or someone they lay love is having trouble with their bowel and they're considering what other options are there to whatever mm -hmm. it they is, have. And then it's a simple case of what makes you say that? Like what makes you say that? And then get it out of them. And you go, you know what? Um, you know what, how about we do this? How about we do a complimentary assessment for Betty just to see if we can help. We don't know if we can help. It never hurts to have a look at someone. And as you know, we're not going to do a single thing until we know what's going on. Mm. Okay. Now that's the first part of that acting on it right. is having that conversation. It alleviates any fears. We're not going to rush in and do some crazy stuff like hang people upside down and what have you. <laughs> um, okay. But then, and, and then ask them, is that something you'd like to do? And they, then they go, yes or no. That's simple, pretty yes or no. And then at the very end of the visit, I'll say to them, hey, you, you wanted me to get, check out uh, your, your husband. So um, how about we come out to the front desk now and we'll get the girls to sort that out. And so I'll literally walk them out to the front desk and I'll say in a three, we call it three-way communication with the front desk. We say to the, to the girls, I'm always very polite with my lovely ladies, sorry, my team at the front because my son's working there now. Oh, perfect. But the team at the front, I say, I say, hey, guys, is it okay if we organise for an assessment for Betty's husband? Um, is, that, is that possible we can do that? And so Betty can hear it as well. And mm -hmm. then they say, absolutely, we can do that. We'll, we'll take over. You keep going. And I say, Betty, great to see you. I look forward to seeing your husband. And then I'm out the hell out of there. It takes 10 seconds. Yeah. Uh, the three-way communication works far better than me sending an email at the front desk because things get lost. Great. Um, the three-way communication makes it very difficult for Betty to step back and step down. And the CA just takes control with the whole applying the referral straight mm -hmm. there in the moment. It's not high tech. It's highly effective. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and it makes it easier for the practice member too because – they're, they just have to kind of give you some information and they're kind of being brought through the process, right? So it makes it easier. Because again, people are just inherently lazy or distracted and if it makes it too difficult to do it, they just often won't do it. Yeah, and it empowers the CA too, the, 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 your assistant as well. It empowers them where they have a very clear, um, they have an action, a very clear action right then and there. It's, it's no, there's no grayness mm -hmm. about what's going to happen. I don't say, oh, can we do a... 
whatever. You know, you, you, can you just sort Betty out like that? If I did that, what the hell does that mean? Like, that's, yeah, that's, too great. Yeah, yeah, but but it, it just sets it up, and then and then they do it, and by doing that, like you know, I would say ninety five percent of my practice is referral based. Yeah. Um, and we do not advertise. We, you know, we, um, uh, yeah, we just, it just, it just doesn't happen. And it's wonderful. It's liberating. We do do uh, screenings, but only the ones we want to do. Like the, yeah. uh, now we have local community events that we're just expected to turn up because we're part of the community, right? And yeah. man, they're just like the best fun because it's kind of like, let's see what crazy shit people ask us is normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. like, is it normal to get 22 cortisone injections in the neck? Uh, <laughs> no. So but that's the kind of stuff that we do. Um, and, uh, yeah, love it. Love inspiring referrals. It's, it's good fun. There's a lot of stuff you can do setting up your practice too. So we talk to the CAs um, separately. So, we, so Kath will oversee the CAs and we talk to them about you know, setting up, um, simplifying the messages in your practice because most chiropractors have basically shit everywhere on their walls, Don. It's Great. like an ADD kid has just decorated everything. Maybe a, you know, someone's vomited up a rainbow everywhere. There's just yeah. too much going on. But if we cut it down and refine it, so there's really just one thing. Yeah, even the most important things. Absolutely. And, I mean, I know you guys do your whiteboards and they're fantastic and they're very inspirational for us. And it certainly raised our bar in our uh, pictures that we have on our whiteboards too. Um, but you're trying to, trying to compete with Randy Stickman. Yeah. Well, actually, that's true. I, I, I think I've got her there. But, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, but, but they're effective. And it makes yeah. people think it's about sparking the conversation around it. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, mean, I could spend hours on that, but I won't. But that, yeah, that's, that's what we love to do. And I love that because I think one of the reasons most chiropractors become chiropractors is because they had such an influential experience when they were younger with a chiropractor and they officially just want to be that person. hundred percent. Yeah. You're like, looking, want to you're looking for your old self. Cause I know whenever I see a 19 year old male come in, even if it's female, it's in that age group. That's like right when I first went to chiropractor, like I get pumped. Like I get super excited because I'm like, you're the same age as I was at the same time. So it's like, you're almost like looking at your old self. Right. So so that's yeah, cool. if you knew it, I knew. What are you doing mucking around with business? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I know. Okay, so I wanted to touch also on, thank you very much for sharing that, those uh, pearls for uh, generating referrals. I wanted to talk a little bit about the Australia Spinal Research Foundation. So you've been president, how long have you been president for now? I think it's three years now. Yeah, three years. So, of the um, three years, been on the board for uh, eight years, I think, and and um, loving having Brandy on the board too, Don. Thank you for lending her to us. She's a, she's a gem. <laughs> yeah, like I have a choice. I was joking around how you said women create all the referrals, but women control the world anyway, as we both know with our women. Yep. Happy, happy, happy wife, happy life, right? <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> so, so tell us just a little bit about what's, uh, what's kind of new and what's coming up with the Australia Spinal Research Wow. Well, Okay, so uh, spinal research. So uh, last year we um, uh, we have been. This is coming out in three weeks. This I think this uh, particular recording. So um, so we've been uh, continually pumping out funding for uh, for uh, uh, new research. So basically, um, anyone who wants to get uh, uh, funding by us has to go through to the two panel system. 
And for those who are less familiar with the Australian Spinal Research Foundation, we have a two panel system of expression of interest review. And what that is, is there's, there's two tiers. So the first tier, if you um, wanting to get uh, funding, it goes to the average chiropractors. Chiropractors who are either have been in clinic or, or previously been in clinic, and they're worldwide. So people like myself, I'm not a researcher, Don, but I know kind of what works after 20 years. And so the question we ask this research is, um, is it relevant? Firstly, is it relevant? Is the average chiropractor, is this something that we would find interesting? Is it likely to lead to something that's going to expand our knowledge and going to be applicable in our practice down the track, if not right now? Right. So it's kind of like the common sense apl application. Right. And then if it passes through that, and, and, and you know, I think we've got, I think, 20, 27 people on that panel. So it's quite a big panel. If it passes through that or ranks quite well, we go back to them and ask them to come up with a longer and more detailed expression of interest, which then goes back through the clinical panel and then ultimately ends up in the hands of the research panel. Now, the research panel is not necessarily chiropractors because the purpose of the research panel is to ask the question, if we get this published, if we get this published, is it going to be bulletproof? Is it going to be credible? Is it going to be good science? Now, because here in Australia, we can't do, we can't use case studies. Case studies for us, um, although they're important uh, and they're vitally important, we can't publish any of those things here. We can't use and we can't, you know, we can't say chiropractor can help with this and then say, here's the reference for his case study it's not high level enough for us to use. And that's why the Australian Spinal Research Foundation always has to publish in more either mainstream journals or higher level journals. Right. And some people would maybe, maybe say that we shouldn't do that, but that's why we do it is because we, we have to come up with stuff we can use. Mm -hmm. And so if they pass through those things, then of course, um, uh, it goes to the board with recommendations and then we look at our funding at the time, our budget at the time, and then we give the go-ahead. We either give go-aheads for $20,000 grants or, or up to $120,000 grants. And sometimes they go over maybe five years. So that's 120 grand over five years, not 120 grand. Not for a year. Yeah. Okay. On average, we've been um, funding around $100,000 worth of grants in the last few years. Um, we've also been doing work, so work with other um, associations. So as an example, um, uh, uh, my goodness, the UCA uh, have used the, our, our process so that they can better uh, make decisions for their members whether to uh, uh, invest in research coming through from them. So we've been involved with them and they, they got involved. They wanted us to give the go over for um, uh, Heidi Harvick's uh, and, and the team's stroke uh, investigation. Yeah. Um, so we, whilst we were part of that, we didn't in fact fund it, but we did certainly make uh, the, yeah, the UCA uh, feel a bit better about investing their funds in it. So, so, that, right. so you're, that's you're, vetting, you're vetting the research just to make sure that it was going to be quality. And just so for, for yeah. listeners out there, the UCA is the United Chiropractic Association in the UK. Just so the UK, yep, yeah, yep. And we've and yeah, we've got a uh, we've we've done this in the past for them, and and yeah, that they're they're answerable to their members, so they they need to know that it's it's going to be good research, 
Uh, and of course, you know, they're going to get bang for their buck and that's what it's all about. So um, we've been able to fund a couple of studies in the last year. Um, probably more recently, we're um, just in the process of updating our constitution, which in itself doesn't sound so super uh, exciting, but you know, we've, our, our foundation's been in existence for 43 years and I've got to take the time to say thank you to Brandy and the whole board for being involved with this. Um, but we've had to update it massively, bring it up to date so that it's relevant. Um, and um, uh, I mean, goodness, there was um, things in there that I suppose in the process, one of the things that came up was I got asked by the, the constitutional lawyer that we were using and he asked the question straight up, is this a research foundation uh, funding research for chiropractic or is it like a trade union that's to, to support chiropractic. And there was, a, there was a clear clarifying point in that. And I said, you know what, possibly traditionally years prior, we've probably played a bit of that role, but that's now the, the area of the associations and things like that. Our focus quite literally is a clearer understanding of vertebral subluxation. That is our vision. Right. That is our absolute vision. And you know what? I said, no, it's about research. And he said, well, if that's the case, why do you only allow chiropractors to be members of the Australian Spine Research Foundation? Why don't you open up to everyone who um, experiences benefit from chiropractic? And Don, that was mind blown. Yeah. And I said, you know what? That's dead right. Because there's a hell of a lot more people out there who benefit from chiropractic. They benefit from what we do. Um, to be honest with you, a lot of them have got more money than us as chiropractors. Yeah, so that's true. why the hell they not be members? Why don't they pay for the research supports what they see in themselves with their families? So it's exciting times. Constitution, uh, look, it hasn't been passed yet. But, um, fingers hop, cross, fingers across. It yeah. just takes a few barriers away from us so we can actually start focusing on refining what we're doing. Um, we've got uh, some pretty cool things coming up this year. We're looking to have uh, more online programs for chiropractors, particularly um, uh, where they can get their FLA hours, especially in Australia, um, uh, which is something that they're always wanting or needing. So that's something we're looking at. But um, pretty much, yeah, we're, I'm, I'm coming to Vancouver, Don. I've, I've just got word that I've been asked to come out to ChiroFest. So I'm oh, yeah. really looking forward to that in September. Yeah, we're going to see you there. We're going to go there too. Vancouver, Washington. Yeah, Kath's trying to come along. I'm saying, no, no, she's cool. Yeah. She along. <laughs> so, so 100% we're, uh, we're, we're, well, I'm certainly coming anyway. So looking forward to that. So it's exciting. You know what? It's interesting, challenging times, um, really sorts out the, uh, uh, sorts everything out basically. And we're very thankful for our loyal followers, for you and Brandy and everyone who's been members for years and years and done donations for the foundation. So thank you so much. Can um, you uh, give the uh, web address for uh, the Spinal yes. Research Foundations for people who yep. would like to support you guys? Yeah, so Spinal Research, it, it's www.spinalresearch.com.au. Um, so get involved, become a member. Uh, if it's not yet... Uh, gone through then it will go soon we'll have to update the website of course um, but basically if you have benefited from chiropractic care 
then you know what, we need to be stepping up and supporting what we do and what we find in our own practice. And we can't be loading it up one end. Like, I think it's fair to say if we right now, Don, if I may just say this, if we right now stop actually researching back pain, if we go forward 100 years, people will still be coming in to see a chiropractor for back pain. I'm not saying do that, but that's effectively, that's, that's what the deal is. So I, we, we look at it at this point of view, that's great that people focus on that, but we can't just focus on that. We need to open up the spectrum of what we actually do. And you know, we've been very, um, we're very proud of the fact that we've been involved in the development and the early careers of say Kelly Holt and Heidi Harvick and you know, Bernadette Murphy and all these cool people, which everyone knows, but you know what? I'm really proud of the fact that you know, we were involved with their beginnings. That's awesome. um, but what I really am excited about is all the other ones right. yet to be discovered. They'll that's be what we've down the road. Cool, sir. Well, everybody, make sure you register. Um, go in there, become a member of the Australia Spine Research Foundation because that's going to be what's going to make a difference, right? Um, thank you, Dr. Craig, for being on the, the on the podcast. Really appreciate it. I can't wait. You're coming to the. Uh, to the shift unplugged in Kingscliff in oh, yeah. June. Yes. Yeah. And now we're very excited to excited to have you be one of our speakers there. So everybody register for that too. And when we got better research, we can crush the curse. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you receive value from this episode, please take some time to rate and review us on iTunes or your favorite place to listen to podcasts. If you know a fellow chiropractor that could benefit from this message, please share it with them. Because it's my goal to provide you with great content, please contact me if you have any questions at drdonmcdonald.com or find me on Facebook. I look forward to hearing from you. So until next time, Dr. Don out.